Did you know at Costco, a jar of olives costs less than 10 bucks? Is that, is that true or are you just making that up? <laughs> a creative on my like Instagram put out a story about how she is officially going to Costco instead of buying olives from Amazon because it's like $22 less than... <laughs> Whoa, you're buying, wait, you're buying olives from Amazon? That's a terrible like idea. Big, no, no, don't, don't judge. It's, you know, if you have to get a big jar of olives and you can't get it at a physical store. Oh, you mean, you mean like, a, like olives in bulk, I guess? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. we buy stuff in bulk every now and then. I don't like olives that much. I'm okay with olives, but not that much. Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't buy a big jar anywhere. I, I take one or two in my martini and that's like, that's it. You don't drink <laughs> martinis. Hello, welcome back. How's it going? This is Behind the Pixel. My name is Will. My name is Catherine. And we are the co-founders of Open Pixel Studios. We are running this podcast. This is our second season. We've been in business for about seven years, Oof, in February, I think. Mm -hmm. And um, this is Behind the Pixel, where we try to bridge the knowledge gap between those who buy creative content and those who make it. You did great. Let that sink in. Great. Thank you. Yeah, I'm getting better at uh, remembering that. Um, <laughs> so this is a hack. I'm pretty sure this is a hack. And today we're talking about source files, mm. source files, getting down to the sources. You got to you got to look at your sources. Mm -hmm. Get your Check sources. Your sources. Yeah. <laughs> Check your sources. Why don't you tell us what source files are? Yes, what the heck are they and what do they do and why do they hold all the superpowers? I think is the mm. tagline of this episode. <laughs> sure. Um so what are source files? Source files for those of you who don't know, Here's my analogy. If you're hiring a chef to make a cake, mm -hmm. the chef would be the artists, right? Mm -hmm. Who are making the thing. Artists have tools like a baking pan or a whisk or an electronic whisk, or uh, I guess that's sure. all I know. Uh, <laughs> an automatic stirrer that stirs in your pan for you so you don't have to yeah, there you go. use your there you go. hand to do <laughs> anything. That's basically the AI of the tools. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so stupid. So, right. so those are the tools we use. And then there's the ingredients. And then the ingredients in our line of work, usually a chef would have to like go out and buy those ingredients. We can sometimes do that. We can go out and buy some of the things that we need, but we also make our own ingredients, mm -hmm. right? We like churn or I don't know. I, let's skip the analogy for a second, but we're <laughs> making stuff in order to create the final. And I think that's kind of the, the idea I'm getting at, right? Mm -hmm. So we put all those things together and we create, if, if you're going back to the analogy, if you're the chef, you're creating a batter. And then the batter is the thing that you actually put under pressure and under heat, like a deadline and bake the final video, right? Like sure. if I'm mixing sure. my analogies here. <laughs> mm -hmm. So source files are the ingredients and the batter. Together. And you can only access those two if you have the tools. Right, right. Are you getting me? So say you work in Photoshop. Photoshop is a very easy thing to understand. Wrap your head around. Photoshop, if I make an edit to a photo... I have actually two files. I have the file that I give to you, and then I have the file that I created that thing with, mm -hmm. and that is the source file. 
And I think most marketers know that. Some nonprofit communication folks might not know that, but that's what source files are. So as a company, sometimes you'll get asked to provide those source files or to not provide those source files, depending on the project and the client type and what have you. So is there a reason why a client would use source files and ask us for them? Yeah, people usually tend to ask for these source files at the end of the project. Mm -hmm. And usually marketing folks will ask for source files because they're trying to do something specific with them in case of emergency. (laughs) Now, that emergency might be the date of this event shifted. It's no longer on December 7th. It's on December 25th. Right. And we as marketers maybe have Photoshop as part of our wheelhouse. So we could just go in, change that quick date, and then be done. Correct. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Now, this gets a little pervasive from folks who may want to be taking advantage of the type of work that you might be giving away Mm -hmm. as an artist. So in a scenario where, uh, let's say, you're creating graphics for a football game. Go sports ball, yes. You know, when you watch a football game, go sports ball, you have a ton of stuff in in the graphics that pop up, stats and players' names, and I forget what they call that, but it's like a sports package. Mm-hmm. Um, those are all created with templates because they all have to swap out. You have how many players on a football team? I guess it depends, but you have all these players on a football team. You can have like 300 technically. <laughs> yeah, and you have to have stats for all of them, and so they all have to look the same and that kind of thing. So you create these templates and then you kind of give them away because they need to use them consistently for each broadcast. Mm-hmm. That makes sense because that's part of the package. Now, when you're a marketer or a nonprofit and you have a piece of collateral, some some sort of video that you've made. It's an ad maybe for a product. And there's animation in there. If you use the source files for a different product, but use the same animation, then you're kind of skipping out on hiring someone else to do a different thing for a different product. Mm. Does that make sense? I think so. So there's a lot of power in the source files because you can replace, alter, change all of the things within that file to kind of create something new. And there's a sort of moral question there. Mm-hmm. Should you do that? I don't know. It's, a, it's a going in a little bit into the controverse a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it, it, the, biggest, the biggest challenge to working with source files is, and I think this is why, I, I think source files come in two different layers. Like there's mm. source files in terms of like, we give you everything that we've worked on on the project from start to finish, even if you don't have the ability to even open it or work with it. Which happens often because, yeah. Yeah, there's there's times you might not have a 3D package. Like it's expensive to get it just for the sake of opening a file that you then haven't had experience working with. And you might look at this, you know, Maya file and be like, okay, great, I can open this character, but how do I render it? Yeah. What does that mean? Like, you know, so there's there's a lot there. A second issue is that almost every animation studio will have like, proprietary pipelines or tools or software that they work within. So even within the tool that you're being able to have, like if you have After Effects, let's say, and you try to open a source file, you might not have the plugins that the the animator used in order to be able to open it completely. Mm -hmm. So there might be missing links. There might be like, you might get all sorts of pop-ups that say, you know, can't use, a big one is like particular. (laughs) So there's things like that, that just, um, 
make it more difficult to work with. Yeah. I think we try to see source files on, on two different fronts because there's, there's a source file level to me that's for the purpose of repurposing for marketing. So what I mean by that is like having the ability to take a pose of a character that might be waving or doing something or looking happy, whatever that might be in that particular, that was in the animation that you then want that one image for your presentation purpose. That's a little bit different of a situation for me that, that it's still a source file that you might be giving, but it's packaged in such a way that still allows you to like open what you need. So it's just a, it's a different way of approaching it. But also to your point earlier, you would hope that for that presentation, that you're also working with a graphic design team or the same studio to be able to make your presentation look a lot better. Cause they'll also, as the, the creators of that, they're going to be able to more easily go in and make changes and like extract things as you need it. So yeah, it kind of depends. Yeah. If you're going from video to print, oftentimes what happens is your, our, our video files are like 1080p for print. You need to have mm -hmm. like a 300 PPI DPI, like file that's like huge and like right. you can't get that unless you unless we're animating everything in 4k exactly like you can't get that unless you make larger renders and like you still need mm -hmm. the tools to do that so those are very specific examples but you know there there are other times when i've heard artists being like hey like they're asking for source files do i charge for these like they yes. contain mm -hmm. so much more information that is in a way detrimental to my business right like it could be you're taking me out of the yeah. you're taking me out of the loop and you're giving away like all my stuff on the flip side i've had clients ask for source files for projects that are older that are consistent on a yearly basis mm. and like they're, they're not helpful you know like the source <laughs> files that that come in from last year because this year is an entirely different design and like it's an entirely different visual thing it's not going to help you to have those because it's a yearly event that changes every you know so um the last piece too about source files that you can expect i think i had a friend colleague say this to me is that we provide source files for free but we do not clean them up so and by that he meant all the layers are whatever they are there's no renaming. <laughs> Good luck. There's no folder structure. Like whatever yeah. you got. <laughs> Have fun with that organization. Yeah. 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 If you want to pay us to clean it up, because it does take some time. It takes some time to clean up files. It can. Especially when we're working on deadline and we're <laughs> churning out things really quickly. We're not naming things necessarily mm -hmm. the right way. So you're supposed to. You gotta do it. Gotta stay clean. <laughs> I'm I'm of the mindset that you clean it up after you're done. Like I'll, uh, I'll work through it. <laughs> we have two different organization styles. Well, because I think I don't know exactly if I'm going to use that layer. Sometimes I make a layer for like measuring purposes and it, it gets left in the mm -hmm. file and then I'm like, you know, who cares? So this is a side note, but I think that comes from our different like artistic backgrounds. Cause mm -hmm. like for me, it's like the idea of like knowing that it's quite possible that another character animator has to work in my shop for some reason. Mm -hmm. And so like, it needs to be clean so yep. that they can go through it and be like, oh, I, I know what, what to take from this. I know what to change. Yeah. Like, 
especially if they're dealing with match on actions or things like that. So it's just a, it's a courtesy to other artists, not, but it's, you're not thinking about it necessarily from the client perspective. Yeah. And in a weird way, you're kind of talking to the other artist. If you're, if you're going to, if you're going to give your file to someone else, like you're kind of Mm -hmm. secretly like having a dis other language that you're giving away to someone else. Like there's, 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 you know, there's like thoughts in the file. You're giving me ideas to now throw secrets into my source files. <laughs> Just oh, fun, I fun have things. done that. Yeah, I have totally done that. Like I've renamed all the layers. All right, side anyway, tangent. Yeah. Um, so anyway, <laughs> yeah, funny. those are source files. So I think you talked about all the problems. We talked about proprietary tools and how they get in the way. Mm-hmm. They could be expensive. There's messiness in files. Do we charge for them? That's kind of up to the artist or studio. I would say my advice to anyone who is thinking about getting source files from their creative house. Um, just establish what your goals are with them beforehand, because it depends on the relationship you have with them, the intention behind the source files. That's going to determine whether a creative comes back and says, okay, well, we can give you this, but, or they say, okay, here we've packaged it in such a way. This is how you can use it. Like, I think it's a testament to um, being communicative about your approach to things Mm -hmm. and why that's going to change the file type that you get. So, um, yeah, just, just be open and have a conversation about what types of source files you need, why you need them, because there might be a better way to package what you're looking for, right? It it might be, you might say, Hey, I just need that pose from that character to put into my, our other marketing campaign because this character is going to be used throughout. Maybe it's a mascot in that case. I don't necessarily need to package all this, the Maya files that I use to animate it because you can't open that. But I can send you a couple renders that are just that individual frame. So, you know, it's, it's just having conversation about that. Yeah. Yeah. The why is really important. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other thing that I'll mention lastly here is locking source files. So there's mm-hmm. technically ways to bake in animation so that no one really can change it. And that's where the sort of mm. the chef is making the batter. Like the way you make the, if I just handed you over some batter and you made a cake, it would taste mm. delicious because I'm a good chef or whatever. But if I gave <laughs> you the ingredients to that batter, you might not make the same batter, right? You might make some other mm-hmm. okay batter <laughs> and it tastes fine, <laughs> you know. Uh, but anyway, so so there are ways to lock those files. So be aware of that too. Some artists might be doing that. I don't know. We do that in specific situations only because we use proprietary software in our animations that mm-hmm. require kind of that to be the case. So. so it just depends. Yeah, be honest and transparent with your goals behind mm-hmm. source files. They shouldn't be intimidating or, or scary per se. We don't want you to have source files and then be like, <laughs> what do I even do? How do I do this? Or like, right. it's a pain in the butt to work with. So I think it's just, yeah, be mindful and have those conversations. Cool. Well, I think that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, we will see you mm-hmm. in the next episode. You know, you're welcome. I'm happy to listen anytime. Oh, are we just talking to each other? <laughs> I get it. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I did a, a, a riff, a riff, a good improv I'm cutting all of it. Something. All right. <laughs> <laughs> See you next time. A big thank you as always to eMedia for producing this podcast. Our producer is Jackson Foote. 
Our music is created by Hidden and licensed through premiumbeat.com. And as always, stay honest, stay creative, stay open. Open Pixel Studios. Thanks. We'll see you in the next episode.